All right, hello everyone and welcome back to another Sam.gov bids live episode number 45. Let's go where we walk through small business solicitations together on Sam.gov and answer your questions along the way so that you too can start bidding and winning contracts on Sam.gov for your guys' small business. Now today we will be reviewing five small business solicitations that I have pulled up on Sam and we will be jumping into that in just a second. But if you are new here, you don't want to miss future sam.gov bids live episodes make sure that you subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so you can ask your questions live on future streams that we have and if you do happen to be somebody who's recently registered in your business in sam.gov and you're looking to get started bidding check out the link in the video description for our free resources which were designed to support new government contractors in the space just like you guys what is going on everybody if you are live watching us live right now and shout out to those on replay team uh, hashtag team replay but if you're live with us right now let me know what state you are representing and also if this is your first live session woohoo you made it let me know this is your first live as well and while you guys do that i'm going to go ahead and tee up the bids that we're going to be diving into for today so bid number one that we will be reviewing is combat arms range cleaning Bid number two, we have transcribing audio and video recordings. Bid number three, we have radiological survey at, uh, I believe, Kirtland Air Force Base. Bid number four, lime, it says limestone, DFAS limestone snow removal. Not sure what the limestone has to do with it, but we'll we'll see. Maybe it's typo. Maybe that's just something that I don't know. And then... Uh, Lastly, we have kitchen exhaust cleaning contract. They're telling us straight up that this is a base plus four services contract. So we'll be good to get into that all in just a minute. Going to go ahead and uh, jump in with the chat here. And for those who, who don't know how this works, and if this is your first live, welcome. The way this works is we take this one bit at a time and we go bid and then to the chat and then bid to the chat that way. If you have any questions, we can kind of get those instead of waiting all the way to the end. And then also, I don't ever look at these contracts ahead of time. I literally just pull what looks interesting and make sure that they're like small business contracts. And other than that, I don't open any attachments. I don't read it because I want to keep that uh, raw and real so that when we go through it, it's literally the first time I've looked at it. Instead of giving you something that's polished and pre-vetted and making it look easy, I want it to, if it's messy, I want it to be messy. If it doesn't make sense, I want it to not make sense. That way, when you guys are seeing it, um, it's similar to what gonna, you're going to experience when you go off on your own. Because if you're going to get stuck or if it's going to be messy, then, then you're going to be on your own. You're not going to know what to do. So that's what we try to uh, kind of facilitate in this show. So um, Damian Potter, what's up, GovKid? Uh, again, just wanted a more clear answer. How to extract the statement of work or PDFs to be with so that I can send it to the sub. Um, you literally, you can copy and paste it. Uh, it there's not much to say about it. Um, if you want to put on a company letterhead, uh, I would encourage you to do that. But you're not adding or removing specific information unless you're wanting to take out any cited information like the solicitation number or something like that. But guys, this is, this is not sexy. And it is an extremely um, government contracting, believe it or not, is a very intuitive process. Uh, usually what you think you would do is usually the, the right the right thing to do. Um, so for extracting the PWS, 
you're doing just that. Um, and then also, would you recommend a business account and QuickBooks for my first contract? Okay, get the uh, get things, and once I get the ball rolling, um, feel free to like like you should have an accountant for your business, unless you're an accountant. I just recommend not even trying to take that on. And then the accountant is going to have their own recommendations for how like they think it would be good for them to work with your business. It could be QuickBooks, but it could also be something else. If there's not a lot of transactions, for example, many accountants will just work with a simple Excel sheet. So I would say, you know, develop that strategic relationship partnership when you think it's the right time to do so. And then let them be the one that kind of drives the tools since they're the one who's going to know more about it than you will. Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, we got Sam A hanging out with us from Virginia and his first live session. Shout out to Sam A. Thanks for being here. Uh, first live, Texas, one of your students. Let's go. I can only see that it's a Facebook user, um, but likely one of our big team students. So uh, happy to have you here. Um, Vela Barnes, I'm located in California, but my business is registered in Georgia. What's going on, Vela? Vela is in our uh, free community as well, I believe. Um, Brian Holbrook looks like uh, hanging out with us from LinkedIn. Always love to see our LinkedIn peeps. We do multi stream, so we're a Facebook, LinkedIn and uh youtube of course we will be making some shifts over the next uh, month or two probably to to expand out to uh, twitter and instagram as well so if you like to use the gram um we're looking to make more of a presence in the space guys i, I want to make i think we're at the space now where i'm very solid and concrete in what we have to offer and with the increased alignment towards like a legal middlemaning over the over that same transition time over the next month or two. I believe there's a lot of people who need to hear what we have to say. And, and if that this resonates with you, let me know in the comments. I believe there's a lot of information that we have to share that is kind of behind a paywall and it can really help new GovCon startups to get the information they need to really make the right decisions. I don't believe you should have to pay a lot of money to figure out whether this is something that you even want to do or not, right? So try to lead with good information first, right? As a business model, I think is, is the best way to do it. And, and just treating people like, like people and kind of being real. And I think, I think this space is in kind of dire need of that. And on a whole other note, I believe there is some misinformation put out there. And misinformation is, is a whole is a whole bag. So I'm not going to get into that, but I'll just leave it as my definition of misinformation is information that is not being the best steward of the new GovCon startup. It's being the best steward of maybe somebody who's trying to sell something or something else, right? Maybe someone's trying to justify a job. If it's with a, you know, a government organization, I won't name names. Right. But the, but unfortunately, it takes way too damn long for new GovCon startups to seem to be successful in this space. I've seen something very different. And so it's kind of the antithesis of, of what the industry says. But all that, again, to say, and I'll, I won't go on a soapbox, but I believe we do have a special message 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 that I believe more people need to hear. And I believe that I'm literally essentially screwing people over by not getting my message out more. So again, over the this transition of the next month or two, uh, maybe three, I don't wanna put myself in a corner, but um, we'll be reaching out to a lot more of the platforms, but with a unified message to hopefully uh, help as many people that are, are actively seeking for it and to also hopefully, hopefully save them 
from a year long path of, of time investment and financial investments that can like lead them nowhere and, and leave them feeling cynical about the space. That's what I'm trying to, to help. And that's what I'm trying to promote. Hopefully, you know, a little bit of preaching uh, already starting early this morning, but hopefully uh, you guys um, promote that cause. All right. All right. Um, Damien, been active on Sam since April. Hasn't it? Because I don't want to miss up this opportunity. want to do things right out of the gate. Don't want to wait too long to the point to where two to three years go by. Yeah. At some point, um, you just got to, you kind of like got to jump in the pool is what I tell everybody. Um, it doesn't necessarily take a long time to do it, but it can take a long time for that moment to happen. And for example, like, you know, one of our bid team members that's been quite successful, it took her six to nine months to really just like multiples. Like I, I, I could cite multiple cases, uh, six months to just make the decision to like go after something and, and kind of put yourself out there and try it. And, and now they're, they've gone on to be very successful. And so now they wish, man, I wish I would just got on my own way and I would have just did it and not expect things to be perfect. Don't be, you know, paralyzed by paralysis analysis or imposter syndrome, but kind of just, just do it and get out of my own way because then the success can come that much faster. So it's usually not the process that takes like a year long, but it takes for many a year just to get out of our own way to commit to get serious about doing this. Um, Trinice, uh, hello, I made it. You certainly did. Thanks for hanging out with us. Delphine, hello, I made it today live. You definitely did. Thanks for being here, Delphine. Demetrius, first timer from Charlotte. Awesome. Demetrius, welcome. Always uh, extra, extra love for our first timers. Hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, Rick, triple seven, triple eight. Good to see you back. I bid on a job back in April. No decision is made yet. I've emailed the contracting officer. They sent a generic message saying they haven't decided. Is this normal to take so long? Rick, uh, it can't. I wouldn't say it's normal, but I would say that there's a 33% chance that that will happen. So somewhat normal. Um, so it's best to admit, let that be our expectations. And then that's, that's why this is a quality numbers game because we can't just sit and wait on one thing, right? In that meantime, we should just be working on other ones, other bits, submitting. And if you are, awesome. Just keep your attention there. Follow up every couple of weeks with the ones that you have in the hopper and then just move forward. Don't get uh, too emotional or romantic about these. Hosea Diamond, first live and just joined the team. Awesome, Hosea. Good to see you. I believe you're, yes, you're in the, um, I believe you're in our free community. Sasha Speaks, I'm from upstate New York and I have a question. If you become a realtor and want to sell real estate once registered under a business, what's what possible opportunities are available? So Sasha, I, I, I don't have a lot to say about the real estate gig in GovCon. I will say that there are certainly commercial uh, and government real estate leasing opportunities out there. Some property purchases, but a lot of leasing. Problem is with like new GovCon startups, they don't know how to make their way through leasing jargon. So Sasha, if you are or are going to become fluent at leases, then I would say there's probably a tremendous opportunity, but I would say for you to do your own due, your own due diligence, make sure that you are identifying the proof of concept first to say, okay, I see what Derek was saying. I see, you know, do some searches, look for under the real estate next codes, what shows up. If there is stuff in there saying, yep, this is something I would be interested in. Then you have some sort of a solid foundation to build up, you know, forward. Uh, but if you don't, and you're going to be relying on some other real estate professional, perhaps 
just know that that will have to be your strategy. But what I see is a lot of people are hearing this real estate, real estate, real estate. It seems so easy, right? Uh, but then you start looking at the paperwork and you have no idea what you're, what you're doing with it. And to be honest, I'm not fluent in it either because I don't have a real estate background. And it's very different than all the other service contracts that we look at, which is why I don't review those as bids on this channel. And I just don't talk, talk about them. But, but that's because I'm not the expert. If, you, if you're saying you're going to be able to become one, then uh, there's certainly opportunity because I do see a lot of those leasing um, opportunities. Papa Bear in a chair. What's going on? Good morning. It's Patrick from the group. Good to see you, Patrick. Hope all is well with you watching from YouTube. And this is Sasha's first live as, uh, as well. Welcome, welcome. Got to hunt the prey, says uh, Iron Body Sensei. Um, yeah, like it's, it's, it is, I mean, I'll just say it is a numbers game. So however you want to uh, look at that. Um, William, greetings all from North Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, welcome, William. Good to see you as well. DK Scott, hello from, from Florida and first timer. What's going on? I've bid on my first proposal on leadership development. Oh, is this uh, is this Kendrick by chance? I will be sending in more this month. Your non-niche message resonated speaking to that middle manning. Absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm glad that it resonated. I think that's I think that's Kendrick. Lashana, what's going on? Yes, I made it ready to get out of my own way. Yes, took some time to get my business CLI uh, certification with the state. What is the CLIA certification, Lashana? Facebook user, do you have a real estate agent or can you do it by property management? Um, well, like someone's going to have to do the, again, like I'm not the real estate person. So I'm not the person to ask questions about real estate too. So I'm very limited. I have zero experience. And so I'm only operating off of my experience in this space and common sense and, and common knowledge. Um, you have to have an agent who's licensed to do the deal. A property management company is not licensed to do a deal they're, they're not, they don't have the license. Like you have to literally have your license with the state held with a broker. That's how, that's how real estate works. And I know, I know that much because I grew up in a real estate family relying on a management company to do it. Like they can do the management stuff, but they're not going to be the ones able to, to do the deal and not, and that's not from the government space. That's from the commercial space. See what I'm saying? But that, that's all I'm going to talk about um, with uh, with real estate. Good morning, guys. And yes, it was uh, Kendrick. Awesome. Cool, cool. Let's go ahead and dive into our first bid. What do you say? Bid number one. Uh, oops. <laughs> out of, out of uh, order. Bid number one, combat arms range cleaning. I actually see this quite a bit. So like a firing range. This is Air Force. This is due August 25th, small business set aside, 561790 NAICS code out of Dover Air Force Base, uh, Delaware. We are being hit with a POP is really all that I'm seeing here. I'll zoom in a little bit. Oops. A little bit better for you guys. POP 1 October of this year through September of next year with for option years. We're going to be talking about this a lot more, like a, referring to that transition with uh, with extra emphasis on legal middlemaning. But the goal is to build a book of service contracts that stack year on year, because when you get to years three, four or five, the numbers get really, really exciting. Okay. Um, so uh, documents, we got a pricing sheet, which is a PDF. Okay, we've got some clauses, wage termination, 
We have a statement of work and then we have an amendment. So looks like the solicitation was, yeah, it's just the amendment. So I don't see like a straight up solicitation anywhere. I'm gonna start with, I guess, what the amendment is just out of default. Okay, so this is three pages and we got some highlights. So this is just the amendment and the amendment saying the purpose, uh, two amendments, so amendment one, the purpose of this amendment is to remove paragraph for check dust collection unit filters and replace. And additionally, the contractor will be required to check dust collection unit. These services are not required. So all the, if you're working with the sub and you gotta tell them, hey, we're not, don't worry about the dust collection unit, okay? It's not part of our contract. Maybe it's part of another contract. Maybe it's not, but it's, we don't care. The number two, uh, amendment two rather, the purpose of this amendment is to include the evaluation of total price on page three. So hopefully we have a page three, looks like it. So, okay, so here's your TEP, your total evaluated price. This, the solicitation and award for this, okay, subject to the clause. This option to extend the contract term is evaluated as part of the evaluation. The inclusion of this provides up to six months for continued performance. Da, 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 da. If conditions warrant this exercise, option press here. Okay, that's actually not a, that's a no big deal. That's a, that's a NBD. That is an, a not big deal thing, but they needed to add that and that's fine. But aside from that, okay, so this is the amendments, but we have no solicitation. So I'm literally just gonna spend an extra minute and see what we have here. Cause we literally don't have anything else. Is there anything else? So this is RFQ, 100% set aside for small business. Did I skip that? I feel like I skipped that. Total small business set aside. Maybe I'm just going through it too fast. So uh, the requirement, Dover Air Force Base is a requirement for the range cleaning as we know. Dover Air Force Base is a base that is not open to the public and you must have a valid ID for yourself and your vehicle to get on the base. And the, okay, here is, so that we do have an instruction to offers tucked in here. So I'm glad that we took an extra glance. Must be registered in SAM, reps and certs. Okay, so they're not, they've literally told us nothing about the response here other than there's this pricing, uh, attachment for pricing sheet to submit your prices on. So it could be quote only, could be price only, which could mean uh, fill out the pricing worksheet, but hopefully the evaluation here can save us. And if you run into this on your own, where you're like, I'm not really seeing it, Derek, or they didn't really tell me, or they're super vague, then look for the evaluation piece. And sometimes that will help us out. Sometimes it won't. Um, evaluation intends to be a firm fixed price. There is no ranking or assigned importance to factors. Following factors shall be used to evaluate. Quality, which is technical capability and price. So technical and price, we're not seeing any mention of past performance, so we will see. So here's the technical quality, uh, capability. It's gonna be acceptable or unacceptable, which essentially is telling you uh, pass fail, guys. Pass fail. So this is very quickly shaping up to be a, a LPTA bid. We already know it's a quote, so it's primarily number-based only. Then they're saying the technical is pass fail. So that really ties into what our definition of a LPTA bid is, where they're they're looking at this more of like a commodity type service, meaning like we don't think you're going to mess this up. Lots of businesses could provide this, so we are 
this is like not a one of one of a kind type thing. So we're assuming that the approach is going to be similar, if not exact, across all bids received. So we're not going to use that as the differentiator to determine who the winning bid will be. Instead, we're going to make that price. And in this instance, since we know we're probably going to get the same or similar service quality, as long as the box is checked amongst the board here, then we're going to go, it's going to be most advantageous to the government to go with who is offering that, you know, like our same service across the board with the most competitive pricing. And that's really what this is shaping up to read like, even though they haven't come out and said LPTA or best of value. So for price, they're saying uh, they want completeness, they want price reasonableness, which, which is also going to include balanced pricing because this is a base plus four option years. So you should, uh, you should demonstrate a small escalation over time to account for inflation and other price factors that reflects balanced pricing. You should not be charging the same price on year one as you are in year five, because that's not the way the economy works. And then we have this TEP with this information that we've already read. So, and this document is really just screaming technical capability. So we're going to have to like put something together based on the, the statement of work to, to check the box. And then it's going to be all about this pricing, which is here. So I'm just gonna take a, a quick glance at the PWS and then we'll check in with the chat and then we'll move on. So they're giving us section one scope and they're gonna be breaking down these specific tasks, right? Remove debris, vacuum, uh, quantities. This is the information relating to the question we had earlier is what do we give to the sub? All right, so this, the sub is gonna be reviewing the actual work itself. Scope of work, a performance of work statement. This this is the, sign, the area of the universe that we are in. With this document, this is what this document is telling you, right? Um, service summary, this is gonna be more about more like a QASP, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, QASP is quality assurance, but they're saying government quality assurance. So yeah, it, it, it essentially is reading the same. And then general information regarding safety, etc. So the area we're kind of writing to primarily is the work to be done. And that's gonna be really the section one, which is laid out as the scope. So that makes a whole lot of sense. And lastly is the pricing sheet and we'll wrap this up. Yeah. So the pricing sheet, it's just, it's just, they're just saying, do it. Okay. We're, they're not breaking out any specific duties. Duties are an umbrella statement in this context of this pricing. So this is base plus four. And then they have this six month extension, which we read, which will last from October to March. And these options and the extension, these are all optional. These are not something that they have to execute on. To get started, they're just going to see if they're happy with your service for the first year. And if they're not, they're going to kill this and they'll, they'll recompete it out and they're well within the rights to do that. But we want to do a good job, right? We want to we want to build a business that stacks. We want to build a book of business that stacks. And I like really like service contracts that look like this. Because like I said, years three, four, and five start to look really, really nice. Um, years, year one and two can look really good too. But uh, it's kind of this compounding effects when, you know, you're winning contracts every year that stack, then those contracts that are stacking 
stack on subsequent years. So by years three, four, and five, you're, have, you're having stacking upon stacking upon stacking upon stacking. And that is a very, it's a very solid and diversified foundational business if you want to actually have a business and not have something that you kick around for 18 months before you throw in the bag and say, okay, I've got to do some other side hustle, right? Uh, you want to build something that's real. Uh, it, it takes a few years to get a real business off the ground. And that's the leverage and the power that this compounding is, is offering you. So you just, you're filling this out. Okay. Page one and two, you're, you're filling this out. You're having the sub, uh, you're reflecting this to the sub. For example, you could, you know, mirror this in an Excel worksheet or something like that, have the sub fill it out. And then you get the subs numbers and then you're going to add whatever your numbers are on top of it. And then you're going to fill this out. And then the final product is of course, the only thing that you're sending to contracting. Makes sense. So the diff most difficult thing with this is that they're not like we have a technical pass fail. So you would just have to come up with a, you would have to come up with a uh, conformance to the PWS or an understanding of the statement of work. And you're going to have to write to that when you don't have anything else to write to, which is what we have in this case. We have very clear pricing, but somehow we have to, to pass the acceptable, unacceptable, you know, the pass fail for the, the technical understanding. So the one thing that I, I say sometimes, but I'm going to be saying a lot more is when you have to do that, you don't want to write the what to the statement of work. So you got that up open over here. Then you have your proposal over here. You don't want to just go line by line, word by word and say, we will do this. We will do this. We will do this. That's trash. It may be so much trash that they don't have any confidence in you and you literally don't even make it to round two to get your price looked at. So don't give them trash in this case. Instead, instead of writing to the what you're going to do, we will do this, we will do that, we will do that. Don't do that. Write to the how. So, okay, this is what we need to do. This is how we're going to do it. So that forces the writer to get into their approach. And in this case, that writer may be the sub or maybe a phone call with the sub where you're typing down what they're, they're saying to to accurately document what the work approach is going to be. Um, that's all good. Like, and it's actually the best way to lead instead of being vague and generalized. Makes sense? I hope it does. Let's see what's going on in the chat. Where do we leave off? All right, yeah, we got Luan Burton hanging out with us. Um, uh, Kendrick, if you have a chance to look at this, no, um, unfortunately we don't. Um, that's, for, that's more like a bid team thing. Um, I don't take, like, I can't take requests on the show. Um, yeah. So like, again, that's what like more of the bid team services for Avela. So would you price higher or lower on that for your options? How would I, you do it? So you want to come up with some sort of reasonable escalation somewhere between one and five, maybe 3% year on year on like not on profit, of course, but that's on the total contract cost, but also ask whoever's quoting you to include um, or ask what their service increase will, over time will be so that you're getting an accurate depiction versus over time losing money because the cost of things are going up through inflation. You, you want to dive into it that way. So again, would you price higher or lower on that four-year options? I'm not sure if you're talking about the fourth year or... Yeah, it's like each option year should be a little bit more. Like the graph should be like this, guys. Like maybe not that, like maybe not that uh, steep of a slope, but give me something with a straight edge. 
uh, it shouldn't be flat. Flat pricing looks like this on a graph where the base year is the same as year five. That's, that's not exactly balanced pricing. It should be more like that. It should be going up a little bit. Trinice, can you please tell us what docs we must have in place to submit along with our first bid? Is there a checklist? So Trinice, it's a good question. There's a lot that goes into the answer. So in summary, when it comes to government forms, for example, the rule for forms is we don't go looking for forms. We don't go hunting for forms. Instead, we fill out what forms the government gave us. So for example, if they gave us an SF-1449 form, we fill it out, cool. But if they didn't give it to us, we don't go on the internet trying to download an SF-1449 form and fill it out because we saw Derek do it a whole bunch. No, like you only fill out what they give you. And then if you have questions about what they're giving you, you can just ask them. Aside from that, the other thing is your actual like proposal. So there's the, there's the forms, and then there's the proposal. The proposal is what we focus on in this show. I'm showing you how to extract what the government is asking for. That is primarily in the instruction to offerers section, the evaluation factor section, if they have them, and the pricing clins or pricing uh, worksheet or something like that. So those are the three main things you should be looking for. And those are the three places that you can camp early on when you're trying to even make a a bid, no bid, a deal, no deal to see if it's something you want to invest time in. And if it's something you think you can be competitive with. So again, what must, what docs must you have? You should have a proposal document that responds to what they've asked for in this instance, it was technical and pricing. So you need that. And then you need any forms that they're giving you. In this case, the forms that they gave us was a pricing worksheet, right? We looked at that and I believe we had an SF 1449 form. Um, well, no, we didn't, we had an amendment, right? So we had the amendment form that we would have to print date and sign as well. And uh, maybe reps and certs depending. But for this, for example, that's what you would need. Those plus your proposal. Like I said, it's kind of hard to dive into it. Kelly says, hey, from Pensacola. Kelly, I'm about 30 minutes from Pensacola. Um, I recently switched from sub to prime. Good for you. I've been awarded and have been awarded a few contracts. Really good for you. Thanks for your info. You're helping a lot of people and you're changing lives. Hey, thank you so much, Kelly. I really, really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, like I go in your neck of the woods all the time when we have to fly out from a Pensacola airport, which is about four hours backed up these days, <laughs> this, this summer season. Vela, how do you know how much to add on for your price on top of the subs initial price? So Vela, that's getting into like profit margins. Generally speaking, like the, the wide, wide range is five to 30%. More competitive range is more like 10 to 25%. But then that's profit. That's not like accounting for any overhead, GNA, like management, other actual costs, things that your company may actually be incurring, maybe travel, right? So it's not including those costs. That's just like profit margins typically. And that's a, that's, that's a gross number. Um, and then what was the other thing I was going to say about that? Oh, the other thing I was going to say is it also depends. Your strategy should also depend on the valuation factors. So a minute ago, I talked about camping, right? When you're trying to make a bid, no bid. In addition to part of that, it's, well, is the bid best value or lowest price? Are you trying to be the lowest price? Because then that will affect your margins. 
Are you trying to really sell it in your proposal, which means you're likely going to have a bit of a higher, you know, potential margin in the best value because the government isn't going for the cheapest, right? So we can't just take a, okay, Derek said this, this margin, this number, I'm going to pick this and I'm just going to use this on everything. You can't, like every bit is different. I say that. So you have to see like, what is the procurement strategy? What is contracting strategy? You have to learn these things. That's why we, we do the show. You have to learn these things so that you have a tool belt of like 10 tools. So that time, every, every bid you come across, you can say, okay, I need this tool. I need this tool. I need this tool. And that's what makes this, honestly, I think this is what makes this difficult. Um, I don't really see a lot of other people attacking this the way that we attack it. I'm just going to say, because it's, it's kind of very wide. It's kind of hard to wrap your arms around it. It's, it's really a wide thing learning to look at these bids and review these bids. But I promise if you watch like 10 or 20 of these episodes, you're going to hear me say some of the things over and over and over again. And it will be a very clear picture to, to kind of more how, how to approach that and, and other things in general. Uh, crude cartoons, I'm very new to contracting and have generic questions. What are your thoughts on mentor protege program? Um, if you're very new to contracting, which you're saying you are, I would say no. I would say it, from a risk reward standpoint, it is too high of a risk. I've seen too many JVs and formal MPAs through the SBA and other agencies go really bad. Because really, if you think about it, you're dealing with a company that's been quote unquote vetted by somebody or some agency, which means nothing uh, in terms of what I'm talking about. It means they have experience doing work, but it doesn't have anything, doesn't indicate how they're going to deal with you. There's lots of risk, especially early on when you're new and you're not able to see warning signs where you're encouraged to work with a mentor or a JV. And it's just so unnecessary. You don't, you don't need it. And all, like what could happen? Low percentage, right? You know, low chance of rain, but it still rains sometimes. There could be an, an argument about distribution of labor. There could be argument about what's being done on the site. There could be arguments about like if there's multiple subs being done, being scheduled at different times. And also partners can literally walk off the job, can leave it. And I've seen it too many times where there's a JV or some sort of a mentor protege, uh, new GovCon where the said mentor or the other party leaves. And when I say leaves, what that means is you're leaving this person SOL, like you're, you're leaving them stranded uh, up the creek without a paddle, right? And that will could potentially bury you before you even get off the ground. So that's the risk that I'm associating with that. I've seen it happen too many times and you're not experienced enough to handle that type of situation and to protect yourself and then if you don't need to do it anyways, so why open yourself up to that risk? So unfortunately, we hear um, SBA, we hear PTAC and other agencies pushing that. And I'm going to start being more vocal about pushing up against it because it's not necessary whatsoever. Um, let's go ahead and get to the next bid. And then I will jump back to the, the chat. So bid number two is transcribing audio and video recordings. This is for NPS, National Park Service. This is due in 10 days, August 18th. This is a small business set aside as well. And they're using the 561410 document prep uh, NAICS code. This is going to be out of Topeka. 
So we do have some info in here within the listing description. And take a quick glance. So they're saying, as a result, we need transcripts to make digital audio and video files accessible. That's kind of the driving force behind this. They've got hundreds of these. And that's in Topeka. Okay, and then our attachments are just calling out. We'll look at that for ourselves. Okay, all right, so nothing too magical. In terms of attachments, we have a solicitation doc, we have a pricing schedule, we have a statement of work, and we have a PPQ. PPQs, just so you know, they need to be submitted by your reference, by your client. You don't get to fill out your own report card. So we already know that uh, coming into PPQs. So we'll start with the solicitation doc. And what does the PPQ also tell us? It tells us that past performance is gonna be an evaluation factor on this. So we already know this past performance and there's price. And so we can almost just assume that there's also going to be a technical, but we'll see. So we're hit with a standard form 18. We do have our uh, opening up with pricing cleanse here and actually just one clean. So we'll have to learn more about the period of performance on this to see what that really means. Okay, so they're giving us actually a checklist here. Um, instruction to offers. So for the for uh, Vela, I believe had the question. Um, maybe it was somebody else. I apologize. Somebody asked the question. Uh, oh, it was Trinice. Yeah, like what documents? Okay, so like just you know, just kind of like follow along. Like they're this is the instruction thing that I told you about. They're telling you what they want. So they're saying straight up failure to submit in accordance with this means you're not going to be considered for award. It's that important. So we're gonna send this to Adam. And here's our checklist for quote submittal. Aha, we're already seeing technical. So we already know, we're already thinking past performance, technical and price and a mental outline. We are already thinking of this. So we're gonna sign uh, the SF18 uh, forms, any amendments if applicable. Now technical, they want self-factor one uh, strategy. And this is gonna be a performance plan. This plan is a detail of how when and who will be perform performing the work. Again, like I'm literally not making this up. Uh, not the what, but but the how. And they're saying the how, the when, and the who. So, fact, so if you want to talk, you could like, in some of the previous uh, episodes, we literally like extract this stuff out. You can extract this out to build an outline if you want. So factor two, key personnel. Provide a resume of professionals, including any all work history. Number three, previous experience. Okay, so now they're hitting us with the experience and the past performance. Derek, what the heck is the difference between experience and past performance? Experience is work that you've done. Past performance is how well you did on that work. So for this, you're going to cite three to five examples of work that you or your sub has done, right? Because you can use the subcontractor's past performance. And then the subs uh, references are going to be who we are using for filling out the PPQ. And those jobs should also be matching up. So it shouldn't be like three jobs here. And then a different three jobs here. You also want them to make sense. So 
I don't see price, but we know that price is important. So we're going to fill this out. Interestingly, though, they're literally talking about an hourly rate here, which is a little ridiculous for a resume. List of employees, we don't really see this. List is to include names, position, title, responsibility, and hourly rate. I don't like that, but we can't really get around it. Register and SAM, evaluation. So we know that they're gonna be using simplified acquisition procedures, right? So it's gonna be below 250K. There you go. We'll be doing it from fixed price and it is gonna be uh, best value based on technical, past performance and price. So not lowest price, but best value, which is why they're asking for some of these specific things, right? So we have reps asserts, and that might be it for this. Yeah, so very quickly, price schedule. It's important to see what this says. So here's the price, 108 hours of video files, approximately 70 hours of audio, supplies and equipment. So this is kind of where they're coming up with the hourly rate. So maybe that will be reflected here. Um, and then they're having to break out any sort of overhead and indirect costs as well. It's a pretty straightforward table, I think. We don't need to look at the PPQ. Really, uh, really, the statement of work is going to be somewhat self-explanatory. So I think for the interest of time, we're good on that. And I also want to try to get to as many questions as I can. Katie says, what's the best way to list a sub on a proposal? Um, you can just say, uh, this is uh, our, our teaming partner, right? If you want to cite some sort of teaming agreement, you can, but at a minimum, you can say our teaming partner is such and such. They have vast experience doing this and kind of tee this up. Um, so yeah, we're not hiding anything. And, and you're also, when it comes to certain sections, it's like uh, past performance, hey, we're, we're you know, providing our subcontractors uh, past, perform uh, past performance. If you're citing the FAR regulation, you can cite the FAR regulation that allows that, but you don't really have to. Kind of all based on like your confidence. So yeah, you're kind of just coming out and, and saying the teaming piece of it. Operation says, are there any penalties and what kind of work and what kind if you get awarded? Then uh, for some reason you have to cancel. Penalties would be like a really bad, like CPARS rating, termination for cause and some other things. Uh, if you were to like be in the middle of work, right? And if say it's like a bonded out job, they could pull your bond. Um, so call, you know, go off uh, to the insurance company after you. But if it's just like literally like I got it awarded a job, and then, okay, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, you're, they're going to terminate you for cause, and then you may not be able to bid anymore on contracts. Like, like you can bid, but when they look you up in the system, they're not going to want to work with you. So that's like at the earliest stage, which is what I'm getting. And if you're asking a question like this, you probably shouldn't be bidding to begin with. Like if, if you feel this way, don't bid. For whatever reason, that means you're not ready. Just Just don't do it. Like focus on whatever the problem is. Is it money? Is it finding good subs? Is it just like, I don't know what I'm doing? Well, okay, you have to figure that out. You don't wanna get yourself in that situation. Sam says, how would you calculate pricing for option years three and four? Um, I guess the same way that you calculate them for option years one and two. I'm not being 
sarcastic or facetious when I say that, um, but that's literally the question. Uh, if you're able to do base one and two, you shouldn't have problems doing three and four. Um, if there's something more specific about that, let me know, but that's all that you wrote. So um, I try to do my best. Ivy says, what about when the solicitation says that the manager has to be on site and they have to be there at all times to monitor the work and that, that, and that is the person they will contact? Is this the sub? Uh, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. I would want to provide my own manager if they're asking for that. Uh, I would hire a person to babysit, essentially, because it's that flow of communication. The government should not be communicating directly with the sub. If you're in the type of contract where that's that's happening, then and when I say communicating, I mean like be like communicating so much so that they are like the only person that they know. Like you should be reaching, it'll be, for example, it's going to be the courts. It's going to be the contracting officer's representative. It's not going to be the contracting officer. You likely will never see them and neither will the sub. But the, the core is the boots on ground person too. So if you have a core and a sub, they're going to like be speaking. You need to be also speaking to the core regularly. And you also need to be speaking with the sub regularly. But primarily the core needs to know that you are the POC. It really depends on the contract though. So that's why I'm kind of being careful about what I say because every, the, like the frequency, right? Matters a heck of a lot. Um, location matters like a lot. And usually location, usually it's going to be in a different state. So like flying there, you could, you could build that in if you're wanting to like a couple of times. Um, I recommend it. It is important, but then like simple things, like it's like, it's okay for them to talk. I'm not saying that they should never talk, but again, the flow down of communication it should not be the sub at top at the top and then you're like the last to know or whatever you have to maintain kind of like that that dominance in the communication hierarchy with the core and with the subs yeah me day what's going on i caught this live today you sure did since i'm new i don't have past performance yes definitely use the subs past performance aj mac my first live you get you give straight far facts, <laughs> AJ. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I do. I do cite the far as much as I can, but I don't have everything memorized, so I don't always throw out the regulations. But I do have them all saved on my computer. Trinise, how to find the sub? Uh, Google Maps. How to get a sub to give you the time of day to assure them? Uh, let them know that you have a job that you're working on with a government customer, and that you are looking for companies to team with and you review their website and they are somebody that you're interested in working with. You can let them know there's an upcoming site visit or there's an upcoming quote due and you want to gauge their interest. If not the mentor protege program, would you, what do you recommend beginners do? Uh, for my case, I already have a registered company tax ID, et cetera. So crude, you have to be registered in SAM.gov cage code. So I, I see that you're referencing like I'm good. Um, I'm registered. I got tax ID, etc. Hopefully you're saying that you're registered in SAM, not just registered with your state. Um, so assuming that you're registered, then meaning you have a cage code, everything like that, then I recommend you start bidding. I recommend before you start bidding and even before you register to identify that proof of concept, meaning you're finding bids that you want to go after. Um, and then if you're doing something like a legal middleman strategy, then also the sub is going to be a huge piece of that as well, right? So 
being comfortable reaching out to subs, all that sort of stuff. You don't, you start out sucking and you get better over time, just like anything else. Um, but knowing that that's going to be part of your strategy, you have to be okay to operate, move forward with that. Um, so identify again, proof of concept first, bids that you want to go after and you feel comfortable reaching out to those subs, right? And then start bidding. Meaning you start working on learning to submit proposals. And then to do that, you're going to be working with subs to get prices, maybe having them help you write technical approaches, things like that. And then you put it together and you submit it. That's what I recommend everybody do who is registered saying now what? Um, what I don't think anybody should do who's new and find themselves at that point is to think that there's some sort of shiny object that you have to go after. Now, nobody, when they're in it, thinks that these things are shiny objects. But for me, that means I don't think you should rush out and get a GSS schedule. I don't think you should rush out and go and try and collect all the set-asides uh, certifications like they're Pokemon. Um, I don't think you should be entering JV mentor protege agreements. I don't think you should spend the next six months building your CAPE statement and building your website. I think you should start submitting bids because you're going to suck. And since you know you're going to be really bad at it, you need, to, you need, you, there's no, you can't start too soon to start getting really good at something that's the most important piece. Most wait and save that to the end. And then they got the GSA schedule and then they got the set asides and then they got the perfect network of people that they can reach out to when they do the thing. And they've got a great website and they got a, cap a great capability statement. And they've spent somewhere between anywhere from 10 to 50 thousand dollars and six nine twelve months to do that and they still haven't responded to a freaking solicitation maybe at most they responded to a couple sources sought which is absolutely um nonsensical and no point of doing that so that's what you don't want to do save all that save all the time save all the money save all the frustration you know conferences too you can put that out there as a shiny object save it all you know cap capability briefings another one save it reinvest even 10% of that into learning how to bid. And then you'll get to be the person getting the award while you watch the other people sit there and, and run against the wall and spend way more money, right? That's exactly what I recommend. A quarter shall demonstrate past performance, at least not one more than three recent relevant. How do you list the past course teachings for leader development? Um, again, man, uh, I know we've had some side conversations. This is kind of like big team type stuff. Uh, it's not really the place for the, the YouTube channel, respectfully. Mide says, when the solicitation asks for past performance for a specific uh, specialty product, what do they mean and how do you get that? E.g. specialized telescope. When the solicitation asks for past performance for a specialty product, uh, they're asking for past performance providing products in the past. That's what they're asking for. Um, I'm not big on products, right? I'm big on services. So I don't like real estate. I don't like products. Um, so I, I, I've done it. Like you all know the road salt story. It's not a good way to build a business. I just recommend if you want to build a service business, don't fall prey to the thing of saying, I'm too afraid to do that. I, let me do products first, right? Let me jump on unison first. I got a good unison bit, right? Uh, screw all that, man. Like literally, you're just, you're kind of delaying the inevitable. The answer to your question is you have to show past experience providing other products. Now, if you don't have a sub to do that, then yeah, like kind of good luck. Like it, like it is hard, right? Um, that's why I don't like it. There's many reasons why I don't like supplies. 
Most people like to do supplies because they think it's safe, but it's not. You're going to make no money. You're going to be quoting hundreds of bids throughout the year to make a very small amount of money. You're going to have issues with products getting delivered and then the government not paying you. Like I literally just say, don't do it. Like just if you're wanting to do services, don't start off doing a non-services thing. Like if you want to learn to ride a bike, like learning, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm short on analogies for today, but like you don't learn how to ride a bike by learning how to paddle a boat. The analogy makes no sense, but like you don't learn how to do the thing by doing something unrelated. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a confidence thing. I know what it is. I know you guys, it's a confidence thing. This seems easier. This seems less scary. It's a confidence thing. Screw all that. Like be confident. Like I'm literally giving you everything right here. Like, like be confident. Um, that's the, that's the advice. Uh, Kendrick, no, you're a good, man. You're a good, man. Just, um, yeah, like I have to, I kind of just have to stay on track. That's all. So you're good. Mide says you can find it directly, but how, yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. So let's jump to, I think we're caught up on the questions. So let's jump to the next bid. Um, and for those of you who are new to the channel, uh, I'm passionate because I care and I care because I've seen so many people get screwed over. So, I, and there's so much in the industry that's so willing to sign up to screw you guys over. So the reason I'm passionate is because I'm trying to counteract that energy in the space. And whether you listen to me or not, it's all good, but I'm, it's like, I'm okay being the, the tough love guy. Okay. But, but when, you know, when you look at your friends here, like literally last thing I'm going to say, look at your friends, look at your best friends. And then you look at your acquaintances, right? Acquaintances will tell you what you want to hear because they're acquaintances. They don't care about you that much. They kind of just want to have a good time. And they also care about what's in it for them. True friends like that one person or those two people or those three people, maybe tops that you have, they will shoot you straight. They will tell you what you need to hear because they care about what's going to happen to you. There's nobody out there that's caring about you guys. And if there is great, but I don't see it, a lot of it. Like I don't see any of it, to be honest. So my passion is literally because I'm trying to be that, that friend, that uncle, that cousin, like whatever, who's going to shoot you straight because time and money is, are very expensive assets. And there's too many out there that are just willing to take it from you. Um, so that's where the passion comes from. Like, I'm not being a dick, I promise. And, I, and most of you know that about me, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm things I'm saying is for those of you who don't know me that's what's going on so bid number three <laughs> radiological survey at Kirtland air force base august 14th small business set aside the contractor will provide support central new mexico cool cool the radiological survey will be conducted on the range uh, t10 range I actually don't know much about radiological surveys, so we'll see. The site consists of four active thorium-seeded training fields and a bunker. Sounds a little intense. And hey, guys, I mean, show me some love in the chat. Like if, if you're resonating with some of the stuff I'm saying, like 
let me know. Otherwise, I'm just going to think that you guys think that I'm a dick and I'm not. <laughs> uh, if you like, if you feel that, let me know. Okay, so for solicitation, we have standard form 18. Submission instructions, it says, submit offers to Loretta Sanchez. This will be simplified acquisition based on fair and reasonable pricing. Okay. Note to offer, registered in Sam, cool. Why are they still asking for, oh, they're not, okay. I, I just still see some solicitations asking for Dunn's number. You don't need a Dunn's number, guys. So if you're recently registering, you don't need it. It's been replaced by the UEI number. We're hit with a clean schedule base task one, two, three, and four. So let's, yeah, okay. So they're literally kind of like telling us, this is actually nice. This is good good practice. They're breaking it down with from where it's cited in the PWS with the CLIN organization, as well as your opportunity to price it all in one table. So that's, that's actually very, very nice. So they're, they're telling us specifically. So if you're working with a sub on something like this, it is small business set aside. Um, this is extremely helpful information to the sub. So first off, PMP, including project schedule, milestone payment schedule and quality control plan. Mm. I don't know about this. They want you to price that. How do you, I mean, I, I, they're gonna allow you to price for a project schedule, a milestone payment schedule, that just doesn't make sense. And then a quality control plan. That's not like work. Um, number two, meetings, including kickoff and routine status meetings. So you don't really get paid for meetings either. Monthly status report invoicing. You don't get paid for invoicing. So this is actually counter, actually this makes no sense at all. Project work plan, abbreviated UFP, uh, act your APP plan. This is more like submittals and things. Gross gamma surveys. Okay, that makes sense. Building structure investigation. That makes sense. Soil sampling, that makes sense. And then maybe some reports that make sense too. The like, okay. These make sense to bill. So I'm not sure how you would put a number to this. And I'm certainly not sure why they would ask you to. Worthy of an RFI. Now we haven't even read the scope here. So it's likely that will tell us more. But I already have a pretty good idea of what they're gonna tell us. So they want there to be a local office, right? In New Mexico so that they're not paying for mobilization costs, right? So if you're working with a sub, contractor will also possess and ma uh, maintain a license issued by NRC. So this is this is flow down requirements, super important. Don't eat, honestly, for the interest of time, I don't even know how much more time I wanna spend on this one because it's already a little weird. And it's just really long, it's hundred pages. So I'm looking for instructions and evaluation and I'm going backwards from the bottom. Wage termination. 
So I'm going to do control F instruction, instruction. I've already seen this. Yep. So instruction is not very helpful. There's valuation. Let me take a look at the documents again. We only have one document. Also, going to try offer 88. That's not going to work. So, control find isn't really too helpful for us. It's un, I mean, it's unlikely that that pricing table is all that we have. But for this one, I would say you would have to do more of a deep dive, which I'm not wanting to do for the interest of time for this. But this is an example of something where it can be harder to find the information you're looking for. We found a little bit. We found just a pricing table. But you're going to have to comb through this two or three times to see if you can find something other than this. And then that may or may not influence largely your bid, no bid decision. Because if you're just, if you're not feeling confident about what you're required to respond with, right, that's certainly going to affect your competitiveness. Cause if you do submit something, it's going to be more of like a, I think this is what they want. I'm not sure. Right. Um, Trinice, thank you so much for the, it doesn't tell me what it is, but I believe it's a super chat. Thank you so much for the $10 uh, donation to the channel. Certainly not um, required by any sense, but it is certainly uh, appreciated. Thank you, thank you so much for that. Media says better to be real than to sugarcoat things. Yeah, I think that's maybe an easy way to say it. Bela says, I was looking at solicitations last night to see what I could potentially bid on and learn the process. What you're giving us has been super helpful. I'm so happy to hear that, Bela. Yep, it's just uh, repetition. It's literally the more you hang around, even just like hearing it, you know, listen, you know, a lot of people listen to this in their car or when they're at the gym, they tell me. And even though they're not looking at the screen per se, hearing it allows you to kind of speak the language, which allows you to have a base level of understanding. Lashana says you're telling the truth. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And same for Hosea. Uh, Hosea, um, I had a neighbor named Hosea, and it's not a common name. And he thought his name was pronounced Jose for his whole life. And then I talked to him last year at a grad party, and he said, my name is Hosea. <laughs> so um, let me, Hosea, let me know, like, am I saying that actually correctly? Or do you have a different um, interpretation of that? Cool stuff. Let's, let's see. What would you guys rather do? We have time for one more. Let me know in the chat. Would you rather, I'll pull it up. Would you rather this snow removal? Or would you rather kitchen exhaust cleaning base plus four contract? I'll, I'll take the the average of the first couple of responses for the interest of time. But again, let me know in the chat. What would you rather do as a final bid for today? Snow removal or kitchen cleaning base plus four? We'll give it a minute. Mita says I have to watch it multiple times. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Like I'm kind of like slow when it comes to like technology stuff. I know the feature has been out for a while. But uh, listening on like one and a half times speed or two times speed. God, sometimes I talk really fast. So honestly, I could only imagine what that sounds like on one and a half or two times. 
but yeah, it's a good way to like, you know, maybe make an hour long episode, a half an hour, save a lot of time. Okay. We've got three. Oh, it's still coming in. We've got three snow removals. We had one kitchen. Now we have two kitchens. Uh, one more. Let's, let's see what the, it's not a tiebreaker, but let's see one more guys, snow removal or kitchen. That's funny. Oh, Adrian, you have to tie it up. All right. So we, we definitely need, uh, okay. God, you guys are going to make me do both. Oh, you're going to make me do both. We're just going to do both really fast. I don't think it'll be too bad. <laughs> All right. Um, snow removal. I thought it was going to be like a unanimous thing. Do September, uh, September 22nd. What? Am I reading this right? It says, I got to zoom in. Original September 22nd, updated September 4th. So they actually moved it up by quite a bit. Small business set aside, 561730 Landscape Services. And the limestone is, of course, the location. Uh, silly Derek, it's not limestone snow removal. It's snow removal in limestone. Go figure. For documents, we have a solicitation. We have a... Oh, I'm sorry. Solicitation here, I think. And then this is the pricing sheet. And then we have statement of work and then technical exhibit, maybe photos or something. So solicitation first. Yeah, we're just going to do both guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. They're hitting us early on. See, like there's no SF 1449 here. This is a solicitation, no standard form 1449 or anything. Don't go hunting for it, okay? It says straight up instruction offers, furnish quote to the POC, blah, 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 blah. Please submit pricing on attachment one, which is gonna be this, I think, yeah. Where each line item identifies the unit price and the total. Include your cage code on your, on your quote. Valuation, the basis for award will be lowest price. Go figure. Your technical acceptability will be determined by you meeting the minimal uh, minimum requirements, which, what are those? The minimum requirement could literally be putting your cage code could literally be saying that your quote is valid for 60 days, making that as a statement inside your, your proposal. Could mean being registered in SAM, like I said. Uh, reps and certs. But it's primarily price only. So here's responses to some questions. They built this in here, right? So six and a half acres, uh, square footage of the facility. There's a map. The incumbent is Solder Bridge Co. Thank you. Always ask what the incumbent's name is. What is the last awarded contract number? Let's just plug that into FPDS. Might have to take the dashes out.
all you can like you can you can ask contracting this information. Okay, so there's the company name. Now what you will find here is how many pages? Okay, so we got one, two, three, four, five actions. We have five actions, and we need to make sure that this is all the same uh, contract. So I'm looking to see if there's amendments or anything like that. I'm not seeing that. And then I'm looking at the years. So I'm seeing 2019, 2018, 2022, 2021, 2020. And the pricing, let's see if we can do this in order. In, in 2018, 38K, 38 grand. 2018, what was 2019? 2019 was 45. So 2019 was 45. What about 2020? 2020 was 45. What was 21? 21 was 45. 22? 22 was 45. Okay, so they did a bit of an escalation on the first two years, tying into a price escalation. They, did, they didn't do it on all years, and that's okay. But they did do kind of like a significant increase from 38 to 45. That's seven grand up from a $38,000 contract. So they kind of made it up on the front end. Um, so we can literally see like this was a five-year contract previously, and it went to this company that this Soderberg, right? So it, it like literally gives us some really good information about about the like the duration of what it was and also the value. What we have to make sure of is that the like the scope of work for this hasn't increased because then that pricing would not be apples like apples to apples, right? But if it's the exact same scope of work, then that pricing may be more meaningful, especially if this is a, L, a lowest price bid. So you can do this. You can ask contracting before the Q&A deadline is, just like this company did, who is smart. You should always ask this on every bid, unless you already know the info or unless it doesn't make sense. Who is the current contractor or is there an incumbent contractor? Um, and what was the last awarded contract number? That way you can go and look it up like we just did. Make sense? I mean, that like that's that's some gems right there If you if you didn't know that. A lot of people know that, but... The big thing though is, is the scope of work piece. And for this, the scope of work is pretty pretty straightforward. So it's it's more likely that it's that it's similar or same. All right. Um, I said I'm gonna make these fast, so that's all you get for that one. <laughs> the next one is the kitchen. Okay. Kitchen base plus four VA. So due August 11th. So this is actually due in a couple of days. This is also SDV OSB set aside. Consistent with the VA, 561790. There's a lot of these type of contracts. So this is something, if you're someone who said kitchen, like look for more of these because there's there's a lot. Like there's proof of concept for like duct cleaning, kitchen cleaning, even like just general HVAC and AC. Because think about it, all these buildings, all these facilities, for a lot of them, the government doesn't do it internally. A lot of them, they they contract it out. Okay. So for documents, we have solicitation. We have, I don't know what this is. And then we have a wage termination, maybe a statement of work. So what is the solicitation? Hey guys, if you're liking today, smash the like button too, if you haven't, and if you're new here, Maybe this is your first live, or maybe you're just new to the channel. Um, consider subscribing if you like this sort of thing. Um, and also, like this is episode 45, so we have got 44 previous 
just like this, but with different contracts and lots of kind of nuggets sprinkled throughout. So, I mean, you've got a whole playlist to dig into. If you're like, this is where you need to be. Um, you, you've got like, we started this last August, specifically this particular uh, playlist. So lots to dig into. Um, so we have nothing here, right? <laughs> if uh, if you're seeing what I'm seeing, we, we kind of like have nothing here. So I'm just gonna, it's like three pages of nothing. So I'm gonna look at this other document. So this is, you know, this is the solicitation document, SF1449 form. And again, this is for the, the kitchen cleaning. So we're hit with quarterly exhaust cleaning and here they're reflecting a POP to start in September of this year. And then it's base plus four. So that goes out through 2027. So another, you know, if you want to build a book of service contracts, guys, base plus four, let's go. You know, this is what I'm talking about. Then we have a nice VA pricing cleanse, but remember this is STV OSB. So unless you're holding this, you're not, um, you're not bidding on this. If you don't have that, that cert. But yeah, consistent with the POP, are the pricing cleanse and they're they're saying the there's two things per clean so the first thing is clean the exhaust uh, systems including the fans and then there's this eye roll fee which to be honest with you i don't know what that is the sub might or it might be worth a google streamline your business with sas um Inspect is it an inspection sort of fee? Could be. Inspection reports online, I roll. Demystifying I rolls, I rolls address and elevated risk. I don't know. Yeah. It seems to be mostly of uh, surrounding inspection. So guys, lots of cool little things to learn as you go through this. So it looks like inspection fee just as you're doing the cleaning to make sure that everything is good, right? To make sure any additional work doesn't have to be done. They're letting you price for that separately. And some of you may even know what that is. What do we got? What are they asking for? So we have the evaluation. So we've, uh, we're close. Maybe all that we have. The VA may not be giving us instruction. Doesn't look like it. So the government will award a contract resulting to what's most advantageous. The following factors will be considered price, past performance, and technical. Fair enough. Imagine that on two times speed. Price. No rating will be applied to price. The government will evaluate based on best overall value, price, and other price factors considered. Past performance. Uh, others uh, offers with past performance data will be evaluated in the same manner. 
And then if you don't have past performance, you will, it'll be neutral. You will not be favorably or unfavorably rated. And that's right out of the far. Okay. And the technical approach, describe your planned approach to performing this work. Describe your anticipated schedule or com for completing the work within the POP, right? So how long is cleaning going to take each year? And then anything you want to write about the, the eye roll, the inspection, I would also do that in your write-up uh, as well. So this is kind of telling us how we're going to be rated. If we don't have anything in terms of further instructions on how to price, we would fairly be able to rely on that. But again, it's like we have this table for the pricing here and not really like an instruction piece. And we could have missed it. I'm going through it, of course, awfully fast. But if you ever find yourself in a situation like that, that's kind of the point where they're giving you evaluation. They're telling you how the winning bidder will be chosen. If you don't have clear instructions, you can use that and be fairly accurate um, if you have nothing else. Hosea says, yes, very few get it right. Awesome. I nailed it. Yes, yes. Media says, if you have multiple contracts, how do you manage it? Um, you can get them. Yeah, if you have a snow removal, kitchen cleaning, duct cleaning, is there a way to manage them, a workflow? Um, there's certainly workflow softwares, but at some point you want to have like a dedicated man manager, like a basically like a PM, right? Who can manage multiple contracts where it's their full-time job to do that. At, at first, it's just going to be you um, and it won't be like that bad. So really where the management comes from getting started is really like managing the subs, right? So having some sort of uniform, if you're saying a workflow, have some sort of uniform processes, system or standard that you're having the subs kind of like communicate with you, check in with you. Say you have a stand, uh, standing meeting, maybe there's sort of uh, like deliverables that you have to give the government on certain contracts. So that's going to be something that's built out. So like what is each sub's timeline and things that they need to do, deliverables, work and other have that kind of built out before the work actually starts. So that way, you know, over the period of time, what should be done and, and you're sharing that with them. So they also know what's expected from them to manage it. Right. And then that's all taken strictly out of the contract. So, you know, it's going to also be with in line with what the government's wanting. So it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Oftentimes uh, making things uh, fancy can overcomplicate it. You can certainly stick to like the basics of word or Excel to do this. But just know um, any sort of good plan or good system, it's going to come out of some of those items that I've listed, right? Like deliverables, the work, the frequency, literally what are they supposed to be doing? Um, regular communication. These are the pieces you would want to build in. And then do that with multiple. If you have multiple contracts, do that with each one of your subs. And then you can back that out for more of a PM side of things where you want, if you want to have more of like a dashboard of like what's going on with all of these, then you, you, you can kind of integrate those amongst each other. And then that becomes your, your PM sort of dashboard. If, if you follow that, Vela says, do you ever assist writing proposals or submitting bids? Um, so Vela, uh, like we have, we have bid team where I review your bid. I review your proposal on um, response. I make sure you're not missing anything. Um, I give you a bid training that literally shows you how to do this with many examples. I give you the templates so that you don't have to start with like a blank sheet of paper. So you can literally plug and chug to take you from zero to like 50% to 70% pretty quickly with your proposal. 
and then what you have to do is going to be what, what what remains is going to uh, be between you and kind of your sub, and I can give additional guidance and advice to that. So our our, our bid team program does that, but if uh, you're not looking for something with me actually looking at the, what you're working on, then we also have more of like just the training self-paced course style type thing uh, as well. If you have questions about that, just DM me inside the, the free group um, and we can certainly talk more about that as well. Zena says quality products and services here. Uh, you made it, Zena. We are wrapping up, but you did make it. Happy to have all of you guys here. Great questions and everything today. Um, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss uh, future lives and you can ask your, your questions on future streams and um, share this, share this. That's kind of my, my new big thing. Like if you know somebody who would benefit from this, if you know somebody who's struggling, share this so we can get our information out to, to help them. Um, I think that's gonna do it for today, guys. Uh, we got both of those in, the, the, the cleaning and the snow removal, but uh, we, got it in. and hopefully you got at least one piece of value if not like a whole bunch of value from this and we'll go ahead and see you in the next episode it's not gonna be next week i will be out of town so it'll be the week that follows and um we've got our free community feel free to check that out we've got all links for courses and free stuff just look at the, the description of this video you'll find five or six links there and um hopefully that helps if you're looking for stuff over and above what we do here on the channel Thanks for hanging out with us guys today. It's been awesome and we'll see you all in the next one. Take care.